Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to explore creator's perspective on wolves in sheep's clothing. Should prove to be a very interesting show, Carl. Well, I, I think so. And we're, we're taking a leaf from the Bible, but this isn't meant to be a Bible lesson. This is meant to be a life examination and a consideration of how the world works, what makes it go, and what are some of the hazards, some of the things we should be watching for and watching out for, because they can be quite real. And there are always people who are manipulators, who are outright criminals, who are just self-serving, and who, and who are saboteurs. They kind of want to stab others in the bank, in the back, thinking that'll help them get ahead. And and they come with a smile on their face, oftentimes. So, <laughs> so and and there's consequences for everything bad we do. And it's not God's judgment; it's the law of karma. It's an energy. If you put energy into the universe, it will come around to you again. So that's the the bottom line here, and why we're wanting to look at these things a little more closely. And there are things to worry about in today's yeah. world, unfortunately. Unfortunately, well. Let's dive in and see how unfortunate it really is. You <laughs> ask creator. In the Bible, Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Can creator share with us what Christ meant by this statement? Who are the wolves in sheep's clothing? And does the average person even need to think about this seriously? Okay, well, it's 2,000 years later, isn't it? (laughs) It is indeed. All right, so this is what I heard from Creator channeling and asking this question. Even though this is a warning and prophecy made 2,000 years ago, it is just as wise and appropriate for today's world, as nothing has really changed for the better concerning the risks surrounding you by the interlopers. This is a good illustration of why we have taught that the Bible is a whistleblowing document, a warning to the world about the dark spirit meddlers, as well as extraterrestrial overseers who are in positions of power running things. The latter has been more heavily edited out than the former to obscure these realities. But the idea of an ever-present danger has never gone away, and, if anything, is growing more acute all the time. So, in this metaphor, the wolves are the interlopers seeking to manipulate human beings, to darken them, darken their doings, and thereby darken the world as a consequence. They do their work by stealth. The spirits sneak into your energy, and only when they take up residence can they truly harm you the most. In addition to which, they work their worst in bullying the deep subconscious mind, which you are not even aware you possess because it cannot connect to the conscious level directly. But this bullying takes a huge toll in producing chronic stress and altering judgment in many cases to disrupt lives and 
undermine happiness on a chronic basis. The saying is particularly apt when it comes to the human minions manipulated through mind control to serve the darkness by bending rules, becoming outright criminals or conmen, or go into politics to attain positions of power as a means of rewarding themselves, which always takes a toll in hurting the general public. The leaders of your world are uniformly manipulated through mind control to do the bidding of the interlopers, to create many misguided approaches, and to adopt many policies that will work at cross-purposes to corrupt, to weaken, to drain away money that could be put to better use, as well as feeding a large corrupt regime of influencers and manipulators, buying favors from the politicians and getting rewarded in return from special interest groups, including foundations, professional associations, and large companies who can afford the going rate of corruption. So in this dark picture we paint here, the wolf in sheep's clothing starts with the interlopers we have identified, but is then often mimicked through manipulation by the many humans who are party to corrupt schemes and manipulations seemingly of their own, but in actuality working at the behest of the interlopers to corrupt them and induce them to corrupt other humans. This is the way the world works to a significant degree, through these sordid exchanges supported through ignorance, fear, or individual greed of those who might be in the know, but do or say nothing to blow the whistle on the wrongdoers. I, I think that what, you know, what's being said here is that you know, in this world, anything around conspiracy theory is poo-pooed. And in a sense, creators coming out and saying that there may not necessarily be a conspiracy at the level of the influence, but rather people are being orchestrated through mind control. And so they're not necessarily, you know, mapping out all their corruption with other people, though they can be in some cases. But there could be widespread corruption because of the influence of the mind control through the interlopers. And um, that can give on a different appearance. Well, one of the biggest applications is to make people complacent. We've heard quite a lot about that. And so that makes everybody seeing the world as all sheep and no one to worry about. Nothing right. to see here. Move along. This is no big deal. This is all overblown. It's a conspiracy theory. These people are just a little bit unhinged and, you know, never mind, don't, don't pay attention to them. And, and, and the irony is that the people who seem like they're off the reservation, who have all the weird ideas, are actually seeing truth in some right. way or another. They may not understand it fully, right. but they see the signs and are open enough to know there's something wrong here. Yes. And yes. they're sounding the alarm and no one will listen. Well, Christ was sounding the alarm yes. in the Bible 2,000 years ago with a very statement about wolves in sheep's clothing, something to yes. be watchful for. U.S. creator, sheep flock together for safety and community. Everyone knows there is strength and safety in numbers. The bigger the flock, the safer statistically any individual sheep is, especially if an individual sheep can maintain its position in the center of the flock. Hence, the centrist, which most people consider a wise position to be in. What is Creator's perspective on being a centrist in both life and politics? 
All right? And this is what Creator tells us. This is certainly a wise choice for sheep and other herd animals in a world filled with predators. They will survive longer using that strategy. The same may be true with regard to humans if their greatest risk is encountering bullies, or in more extreme cases, warriors wanting to kill humans of their group or nation. It is certainly the case that humans, like many animals, will have a range of attributes representing soul characteristics, as well as learned behaviors based on prior experiences with stress and trauma. There are brave and noble creatures, as well as human beings, put to the test in this way, and there are cowards. This is true in both the animal kingdom as well as amongst humanity. In both realms, there are individuals who will stand and defend themselves and fight back, and those who will cower and try to hide or run away in an attempt to save themselves, and sometimes leaving others in their group to fend for themselves. When, all, when if all banded together, there would be a greater chance for all to survive, depending on the level of the threat causing the problem. The idea of being a centrist can have many meanings with respect to extremes of behavior. If one is uncertain about the wisdom of one or another extreme, being in the middle is reflecting prudence and due caution. But it is certainly true that to break away from the pack and seek new adventures, new possibilities, and especially in desiring to lead others towards what is perceived to be a better direction and a better future, one must break free of the herd and create an example for others to follow. What is needed always is wisdom to know when that is truly highest and best before taking the risks that inevitably are present. Our perspective is that you have already risked a great deal coming into life as a physical human. As you are in charge of your lives, you must pick your poison to decide what fights are worth fighting when it is more appropriate to sit things out, so to speak, and summon the courage of your inner wisdom and convictions when this is called for to stand up for yourself and others when your liberty and freedom might be threatened and the stakes are high. To not do so is being derelict when you are called to duty. This is a personal choice all must make at one time or another in small ways or large ways. How you respond and the choices you make will govern all of your future in the karmic consequences that ensue in whether you receive more rewards or more punishments by the law of karma, bringing back to you what you put into the world in deploying your energy. Well, I think Creator's kind of clear here that, uh, yes, there is safety in being a centrist and flowing with the flock in the middle where there's lots of safety, but uh, you're not going to get a lot of kudos and you're not going to win a lot of positive karma by hanging there for too long. You really need to get to the edge of the flock and chart a new path if you want others to follow and moving towards creating a better world. Yes, well, you see a lot of this kind of thing and, you know, there's many, many stories and life experiences like this where, you know, people saw someone in trouble, saw someone hurting, and just walked away. So yeah. they didn't put any energy into the situation actively. But that doesn't protect them from consequences. Because right. many times we're called to act by life circumstances around us 
And if we fail to answer the call, we're derelict, as being point out, pointed out here. And, and that's something to really take seriously, because you have a precious chance to make a difference for humanity, each and every person who hears these words. And we, we know a lot about this because we deal with this almost every day in some way or another. And here are these lessons taught in, in many different settings for a variety of reasons. But it comes back to the same thing. Yes. But We're here for a reason. Yeah. And, and that, that's a message I think people need to hear is that it's not enough just to be a quote-unquote good person if you're spending most of your time on the couch in the process. You know, um, yeah. We're actually here to do something proactive to save humanity, to, to, to tur- turn the world around. We're here as change agents, not just observers. So it's an interesting point. You ask, creator, the problem with being a centrist, if you are sheep, is that you essentially have no personal freedom. You must move with the flock or be trampled. If you travel at the periphery of the flock, you have more freedom, but are at much greater risk of falling prey to predators. It's also true that no one can lead from the center. You must be at the periphery and in the vanguard to lead. In this troublesome world, the desire to exist safely is understandable, but often derided as cowardly. As divine humans sent here to solve the problem of evil, is traveling at the center of the flock and letting others lead so that one has increased safety from predators a shirking of duty? Right, and this is what Creator tells us. This indeed is the case. You were created to solve the problem of evil. To the extent you do not realize this, you live in ignorance and are simply marking time to no good purpose, regardless of what else you might be doing with yourself. If you wish to learn and grow and apply yourselves to your primary purpose, you must either lead or at least be a member of the vanguard moving toward, moving forward through a leadership decision, calling upon humans to break from the traditions of the past that have become stultifying and break free in a new direction that will end up raising everyone to a new plateau. This is what you were created to do, after all, to not be prisoners or, or prison wardens, but advocates for the truth of the divine to spread love everywhere you go and seek to right the wrongs, impeding the flow of love. If you are not doing this in your life, you indeed are falling short and will be getting behind, actually. If you are not moving forward but standing still in a relative sense, you will be falling behind those who see the light and are working to champion its cause. Well, (laughs) once again, creator is clear that Really, we are here to solve the problem of evil, and we need to champion that cause. We need to really, you know, be proactive in that. We just can't sit back and observe others doing it. You asked, Creator, the contrast between the wolf and the sheep couldn't be starker. Wolves are predators, sheep are herbivores. Wolves are fierce, and sheep are comparatively gentle and passive. Wolves do travel in packs, but not so tightly as to constrict freedom of independent movement. Yet wolves are so aggressive and dangerous that they are not used as symbols of civility and group harmony. <laughs> when Christ was talking about wolves in sheep's clothing, was he implying that the goal was perhaps to be neither holy one or the other? Instead, was the calling for us to be shepherds and not wolves or sheep, to be rather a divine human rather than a mere animal? 
All right, and Creator says, here you are putting your own spin on things, but you are entitled because you are a divine human, and that is a good illustration of the purpose of humanity. To add what to add to what has come before, to move not only forward but upward with growth and expansion, in addition to a continuation and an avoidance of annihilation along the way. Yours is a good distinction that is particularly appropriate for the people hearing this discourse, who will be divine humans after all, and are far above animals in their makeup and potentials. In following this metaphor, the role of shepherd is a good metaphorical label for the leaders among you who are breaking new ground, bringing forth new perspectives, new understandings, and suggestions for improving society and finding the many distortions and errors of judgment contributing to the many examples of corruption in the workings of society and its institutions. Indeed, what is needed is a new generation of shepherds that can help to lead and guide people along the path back to the divine who have strayed through their disconnection and the steady drumbeat of corruption enticing them into self-destructive activities of all kinds and non-productive ways of living that keep people oppressed and in conflict with one another and not working together in common cause to overcome all obstacles and advance society as a whole through the efficiencies and the power of unity that would come about. There are many positions open all through society for the light workers among you to step up and seize the moment and follow your hearts and the strength of your inner conviction and divine alignment in knowing the better choices available. And this will change the world, at least over time, in proportion to the initiative taken and the amount of energy behind it. Well, there's little doubt that light workers need to bring this new perspective to the world and in a big way. Um, and Creator says there are positions all over, <laughs> open all over the world. Unfortunately, a lot of those positions have current occupants that might <laughs> might be in opposition to that message coming forward. So we have our work cut out for us, Carl. Well, and you know, everyone gets kind of uh, you know habituated into patterns and and continuity and sticking with the tried and true and all of that. And you know, religion is faulty in that way too. You know, it's a little yep. stodgy. It has its rituals. It's all of a sameness. It's working out of a two thousand year old playbook that was corrupted and altered. They don't know it, but you know, this is not moving forward. It's kind of marking time. You know, yep. it's keeping alive the idea of the divine. You know, and I, and I, I'm glad they're there, but they can do much more. Absolutely, and we'll do more exploring this topic when we come back with more Get Wisdom after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. 
We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are talking and exploring the, the wolves in sheep's clothing warning that Christ gave in the Bible. And... Um, it's a timely warning, and even Creator said in the first channeling that we shared that it is a timely warning, and maybe even more timely now than ever. Well, that could be. If you are in tune with the culture, the culture is a bit in turmoil and very divisive. Yes. And everyone thinks of it as friends and foes. So that's very subjective. <laughs> Both sides believe they're right, and both sides fear and loathe the other, or mistrust, and and we know that always gets things into trouble and leads people astray if, if they're not careful. So discernment is the order of the day. So this is about discernment also. Absolutely. You ask Creator, Christ is often referred to as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. What is meant by that? seems to be perhaps an imperfect metaphor that conveys some great truths on the one hand, but is also perhaps a corruption and disparagement on the other. All right, and Creator says the following. We would say you are over-interpreting things a bit here. This is not a disparagement at all, except in contrast to the difference represented by good versus evil. There are many distinctions, and those who are corrupt will see things differently than those who are not. The divine is often passive and allowing, gentle and forgiving, non-aggressive and unassuming, whereas the minions of the dark are the opposite, rapacious, domineering, selfish, and even cruel, ruthless and unrelenting, insensitive and completely uncaring, devoid of love and compassion. When you see things in these terms, it makes it easier to understand why a description like the Lamb of God was applied. It was meant to be a representation of a gentle, loving nature, born of innocence, but carrying within the full potential that growth can bring about. There are many parallel analogies one could make, such as the innocence of youth, which may bring with it, unavoidably, inherent weakness. But when the exercise is to be on a divine path, the lack of corruption it represents is a strength and an asset rather than a liability. The lack of appreciation for the power of love is a mistake repeated over and over again, and has been all through history, both by believers and non-believers in the divine. This is simply in part a misunderstanding and in part a lack of the right life experience 
to illustrate the true meaning of love in full flower and what it can do to advance the cause of truth. Human culture has been so warped from living under the direct control and manipulation of corrupted leaders working from the playbook of the interlopers and their loveless nature. There are few historical precedents illustrating a dramatic success of divine principles as implemented by humanity. The examples are there, but are almost overshadowed by examples of corruption and evildoers gaining the upper hand and wreaking havoc despite the best intentions of those with a lofty notion. This can't be helped by humans, considering their state of ignorance and disconnection from the divine and having to live through faith and hope alone in many trying times with little tangible to fall back on. It is a miracle in many ways you are still here, but that is owing to your origin as divine beings, as well as the persisting link by enough of you to enjoy a divine partnership that assists you again and again, individually and collectively, enough to keep you going. Love is on the ascendancy. It may be a race against time, but the race is far from over. Even though you may be rounding the far turn and heading into the home stretch and are currently behind. This is our call to action to counter complacency among you and remind you of your duty, your commitment you made before incarnating and even to be a part of this new human family intended for great things, but currently bogged down in a quagmire created by the evildoers who wish to harm you. You can act to change things. That is the important thing to know. I think this was an incredibly powerful uh, channeling from Creator. They're all powerful, but this was especially so for me anyway, personally, because uh, it was a, very much a, a point of interest this statement, the Lamb of God, what is what is really said about that? And Creator doesn't doesn't shirk looking at the core critique of that, which is the inherent weakness um, and vulnerability of somebody so young and, and experienced. But Creator goes right on to say that, but that's offset by, you know, the potential for growth as well as the love that's expressed. Well, and and love is the currency, and it's actually. Despite the familiarity to most people, very little understood and the full ramifications of what it represents and especially the reality, it is a divine energy. Yes. It comes from above. It flows down to us from above. That's why we can feel it and experience it in the first place. Right. It's a divine attribute. And that's why it represents power. Not only is it divine, it's divine truth on the march. Yes. And it can be purposed to make good things happen. And don't we all want good things and not bad things? Right. And and while people might see an analogy like the lamb is passive, love is not passive at all. It's actually the energy that sustains us. And when directed... um, with intent and wisdom can heal and protect, you know? So rather than, you know, I'm, I'm a vulnerable victim. No, you're not because with love, 
you can get divine protection, which means you're not the victim anymore. It's inter- ironic, isn't it? Yes, indeed. And I, I was just thinking as you were saying that another metaphor that could have been voiced, maybe it's today's vernacular better than those uh, biblical times, but it could be that the gentle giant who takes away the sins of the world yeah, would fit just as well. Sure. You know, alluding to the strength that is inherent with someone who works for God and wants the world to be better and is putting their own heart and soul into the into the doing. You ask creator in the Bible Romans chapter 16 verse 17 to 19 the apostle Paul says, "I urge you brothers and sisters to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned." Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. This passage from St. Paul, because it uses the word appetite, is widely regarded by biblical scholars as referencing wolves in sheep's clothing. What does it say about the imperative to seek wisdom and overcome naivete, especially regarding consensus narratives shaped and maintained by politicians, the media, and even the clergy? Okay, and this is what Creator says about this passage. This indeed is a warning about the wolf in sheep's clothing represented by the would-be leaders who themselves are corrupt and will corrupt all who follow them. You are being led down a garden path to a killing ground that can annihilate you if you keep going in the same way society has directed you. At this stage, it is simply true that humans can't be trusted, and the information they are acting on is carefully filtered to manipulate them, and they will, in turn, manipulate you accordingly. Their interests are selfish. Their intentions are misguided, and they are blinded to the truth of things, that their policies will cause a general worsening rather than the betterment of humanity. This manipulation makes them an agent of the darkness, and if you follow your leaders, that is where they will take you. It is unfortunate but true that this is so. It is unwitting but a testament to the power the interlopers have over humanity as a whole to manipulate enough of society to keep people either complacent, following the wrong leaders and their advice, and to make work projects that are beside the point, or actually destructive, or acting at war in opposition to others with whom they are made to disagree, and these warring factions simply a distraction to keep people occupied and expending their energies and savaging one another instead of contributing to humanity in a positive way that will benefit everyone. Such distractions create the illusion of freedom. As people are led to believe they can choose sides and be who they want and embrace the causes that appeal to them and reject others. The reality is no matter what side you are on, You are a human victim, and the power of the darkness is working against you. 
They play both ends against the middle. All are being duped. All are being manipulated. It is a game for them, a source of amusement and delight, as they find it entertaining because of their depravity. In seeing your discomfort and suffering, largely at the hands of other humans at this point, but always encouraged, aided and abetted by the many plots and subplots of the extraterrestrial alliance to stir up trouble, to keep everyone off balance and heavily triggered if they are not complacent, to follow a direction leading them to a dead end. You are more than that, and you can be above it if you look to the divine realm as an example of putting love first. Not a love of unawareness and complacency, avoiding attention to the problems of the world, but rather to embrace the difficulties, the problems, the areas of neglect and suffering and tumult, to work at finding ways to bring in the love that is needed to right the wrongs and restore things to divine alignment. This requires much healing of all kinds to be implemented. Otherwise, you cannot change things in time. Only healing of the interlopers will be powerful enough to rescue you. They have you in their sights, and there will be no mercy in their actions. You need a divine assist of major proportions that can only happen when enough of you are requesting it to be so. This is where the idea of leadership comes in. You must know what is needed in order to engineer it. And we can tell you this needs to be your number one goal and focus with all your energies. The healing of the interlopers and then humanity in order to survive as a species and then progress according to creator's plan for you to be ambassadors throughout the universe That cannot happen if you cannot clean up your own backyard. Well, I think it's pretty clear here that Creator is saying the cleaning up of the backyard has to happen at a spiritual level first, you know. And healing the interlopers is a spiritual level healing that has to take place because we don't have direct access to these interlopers, right? I mean, we can't just go knock on their door and have a conversation with them. But yet they are manipulating us from behind the scenes, the wolves in sheep's clothing that we can't see from their exterior costume. But inside, they're ravenous, and they need to be healed. So we need a tool like the Lightworker Healing Protocol enabled to do that with Creator's assistance, calling in divine intervention, calling in divine healing, letting Creator do all the hard work, the stuff that, that we can't do directly. Our role is in the asking you know, we, we have the standing, we have the capability to request the divine to come in and, and solve this. And that, that's what we keep hearing with this project is just over and over again, we need to ask for the healing to take place and we need large numbers of people to do it. Well, and you think about the size of a problem. If you have a world that has been conquered hundreds of thousands of years ago and is a slave colony in effect, although a subtle one, 
what do you do about that? How can we as individuals make any kind of dent in this problem? The answer is we're divine. We're divine extensions of the divine. But we have to realize that, recognize it, and act on that by calling in our partner, our big buddy in the sky, whatever you want to call it, and ask for divine assistance. That's not hard to do. Everyone can do that in the privacy of their own mind, and it can make all the difference. And you see from this how powerful a disparagement and a disempowerment it is to create a secular movement and encourage that. Kick God out of schools. Kick God out of the workplace. Kick God out of routine discussion about yes. you know, government policy and, and how to conduct lives and run our institutions. And we have it upside down. We have it backwards. Yeah, we corrupt it, and that's done by them if yeah. we try it. So it's not so easy to do it on a human level. No, no. I, in fact, I've you know, studied psychology, politics, history as much as I can. I got a whole library on it. I've really tried to marshal a lot of arguments and a lot of examples to share with my friends and family and anybody who will listen about here's how we get on the right path. And I just keep running into a brick wall time and time again. The, the mind control, the barriers to, you know, new insights are so entrenched and so in place. We need a divine <laughs> stick of dynamite to blast it open. And that's what the healing protocol is. It's, it's the way to begin to make that change. Because frankly, after years and years of trying to uh, talk people into changing their perspective, I've, I've met with nothing but failure in that regard. I need well, something beyond that. We need people who are still able to think for themselves. And they're few in number. Yeah. So if you listening are one of those people, you're precious you matter, you count, and you can be a force for good, and you're needed in the good fight here. Absolutely. Uh, and you can join us in that good fight by checking out the Lightwork Healing Protocol. You can get that at getwisdom.com slash LHP. That's getwisdom.com slash LHP. Uh, you can also check out our website, getwisdom.com, where you can learn more about Lightwork Healing Protocol and the services that we offer from practitioners that practice it. Uh, there's like we're hearing protocol training. There's even certifications down the road. There's all kinds of, we got a whole, you know, curriculum on like we're hearing protocol, but really at the end of the day, it's, it's very simple to master and, and get into place, but you need to take that first step and you need to get that ebook, get wisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be more with our final segment of the get wisdom and wolves and sheep clothing. when we come back after this. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? 
Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We're looking at creator's perspective on wolves in sheep's clothing. And, you know, one of the main points of that metaphor is that what you're seeing is not what you're getting, Carl. <laughs> yeah, and we have a lot of examples in today's world about that. But the biggest wolf is a hidden one. And that's real hard for people to get their minds around. But it does explain everything. Yes. Why everything is so dysfunctional. Why we can never figure out how to teach math in schools. Or even teach <laughs> reading and, and writing, let alone mathematics. And on and on and on. Why our healthcare is so kind of on again, off again, and a mixed blessing that often does as much harm as good, we find out down the road, and all of these things. Why it's so hidebound and taking pills, taking pills, to, or maybe capsules. We can vary right. the theme, but you know, nothing in you know, nutritional balancing and things of the kind that, that are part of the natural world and so on. I mean, all our institutions are faulty, and there's reasons. And wolves in sheep's clothing operating behind the scenes is a big reason. You ask, Creator, the wolf in sheep's clothing implies the presence and manipulation of the evil genius. Difficult to not only spot, but just as difficult, if not more so, to warn the fellow sheep about the wolf in their midst, leading them astray. If one only takes things at face value, they will never see beyond the costume and discern the wolf inside. What does the metaphor of the wolf in sheep's clothing tell us about not trusting the obvious? All right, these are creator's words in answer. We see this as a very apt metaphor representing the all-too-common complacency of people not seeing beneath the surface, not looking at the warning signs that something is amiss, something is not truly as represented and promised. There is a part that is missing, and if they were to look more closely would see there are many connecting dots and how there's a uniform deficiency through all of human thinking and the way life is organized that promotes age-old problems to interfere again and again with the possibility of growth and expansion. You are still running your world the way it was done largely many centuries ago through a hierarchy of power and control and a competition with one another that at times still leads to bloodshed. These are all primitive ways of thinking you have not moved beyond. The sole reason for that is not human flaws or being prone to wickedness. 
It is the imposition of an evil mentality, manipulating and maneuvering and commandeering you to run your world as they run their worlds through a heartless scheme of power and political maneuvering to gain the upper hand and crush their foes, often in a heavy-handed and heartless way. All through history, people have blamed one another and come away with the wrong conclusions that the difficulties and challenges in life caused by human conduct are not inner weaknesses and an evil nature inherent in the being, but a corruption from outside humanity that has crept in and altered things to deceive and draw you in, to make you complicit and believe it is all normal or at least unavoidable, and to accept a kind of status quo where evildoing is at least suppressed as to be not blatantly on display, but often allowed to proceed unhindered behind the scenes by a powerful elite who will benefit from it personally and tolerate its existence. None of this is normal. That is why you all have a conscience. When you are not listening to the conscience, it is because of corruption to make you too insensitive to feel the warnings or too greatly in service to the ego to take them seriously, believing you are above reproach because of who you are and the power you enjoy. All such power is an illusion because it is based on corruption and cannot be held onto for law because the law of karma will take it away from you, if not in the current life, in a future life, or lives where you end up with less than what others enjoy in order to rebalance the greed and non-divine self-importance you indulged in with the current life. This is the folly of being a sheep, being complacent, and leaving the decisions and leadership to others if you cannot tell if there is a wolf in your midst. The gift of free will and free agency means that you have sovereignty over your being. When others deny that to you by imposing power and control, they are trampling on your divinity. In a divine world, all are equal in their freedom to excel and pursue their soul makeup and proclivities to the fullest extent of their reach because all will benefit from what they create in the doing. Everyone will win being a part of such a world. But when evil lurks behind a mask, trusting others may get you eaten. The antidote is always divine wisdom so you can see the deeper truth of things and know who you are truly dealing with. You can help the cause by spreading the word about the truth of things, and that can make all the difference for your future. Spread the word, Carl. <laughs> Creator comes right out and says that point blank. Well, uh, I'm, I'm trying. I, <laughs> I, I don't come here lightly and without some trepidation as well. It's no fun speaking words of warning. No. And dire warning. Well, you know, the dire warning here is Creator literally says, but when evil lurks behind a mask, trusting others may get you eaten. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's not said here explicitly, but obviously uh, one of the big catchphrases from the Bible that many people believe in is, by their fruits ye shall know them, you know, by their actions, and, and less by their words. You know, so the mask, I think, is the words. 
and the actions is the person that's inside the costume. Yes, yes. And we often find out too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and we, we don't learn the lesson sometimes either. No, no. We got to start paying more attention to, to what's actually happening and not what's being said. You ask creator, in praying for discernment, we are perhaps, sometimes unwittingly, asking to see the unpleasant more than the pleasant, and for help identifying the wolves in sheep's clothing in our midst. Can Creator share how prayer for discernment and the Lightworker Healing Protocol can help us develop the capacity and the needed strength to both see the wolves in our midst and do something truly effective about them? And this is what Creator tells us. The most important thing to understand, as you are asking about this, is that evil is real. There are many things being done directly in an attempt to commandeer every human being by limiting their thoughts, shaping their beliefs, and putting many constraints in place to make them disregard many truths and to be, in effect, a minion of the darkness unwittingly. How can that ever change unless someone brings this to light, sounds the alarm, and is able to be persuasive in convincing others there is a need to change things? When you but suspect this may be so, you have both grounds and a motivation to ask for help. If you are in a partnership with the divine, you will be given support, guidance, healing, and protection that can be of assistance in dealing with any problem you might face. Even things that might only be a fear and suspected, you need not prove them first as in a court of law in order to get assistance. You can request the divine realm to be proactive, to head off trouble before it reaches you even. That can change everything about your circumstances and those of the world at large, given a large enough request for the divine to provide such a large-scale level of protection. The two best means to do so are through carefully constructed prayers that are designed to be self-empowered to get results. This we have taught you to do in ways that have not been appreciated heretofore. This is key information that has been lacking for the world all these years. When people have prayed and prayed and prayed, but often with meager benefits in return, that has largely been due to human ignorance through the suppression of the divine guidance given to the prophets of old. There is no time to waste in catching up with the recently conveyed divine wisdom about making prayers the most effective they can be to work on your behalf and for your loved ones in the world beyond. This depends on leveraging your energy and the pooling of the energies of many others that can be arranged for the asking as part of the prayer outreach. If you learn to do this, you can be a change agent to help the world and without it will have a meager influence at best. Clearly, the Lightworker Healing Protocol takes this much further by adding a high level of specificity to cite the many sources of negativity from the wrongdoing and evil of the interlopers to create difficulties of all kinds. The protocol addresses all of these difficulties and their consequences with specific requests for healing the many phenomena that are perturbed within your makeup and the greater environment and even extending through the entire galaxy you inhabit 
and the many beings caught up in this drama. There is extensive, extensive and effective leveraging of the resources available to pool energies to compound the benefits through repetition of the protocol in perpetuity and to call on all of the light beings to work in concert and in parallel and to do so through all of time to be healing the past and the future as well as the present of everyone and everything that has been harmed. There has never been a healing outreach like this with any chance of success. If you add your intentions to the other practitioners, you will make a significant contribution because there is a need to have larger numbers of people using the protocol. That is the final piece needing it to be put in place. If the entire world used the protocol, all would be healed tomorrow, if not today. That could happen through prayer alone, but is unlikely without the Lightworker Healing Protocol preceding that eventuality to pave the way with enough healing to bring people back to the fold and awaken them from their complacency and the corruption through the secular movement, for example. You can have a life of purpose simply doing these two things and applying yourself from here on out on a daily basis or often as often as you can. Your contributions will not only be influential in adding to the whole, but will be noted and on record for all of time. That in a moment of dire need, you stepped up, you answered the call of the divine, and you fulfilled your contract to become the lightworker you promised to be before coming into life. We are waiting to hear from you. Well, that that's as powerful as it gets. Creator is saying that we can all participate. Really, as long as we can put two thoughts together in our mind, we can engage in prayer and we can even learn the light work healing protocol. So you could be young, you could be old, you can be healthy, you could be infirm, but you can participate in making a real difference and perhaps more of a difference than you've made when you were healthy, for instance, or when you were younger. You can really make a difference. You can help save humanity by learning prayer, engaging in prayer, and learning and using the Lightworker Healing Protocol, Carl. Well, this is the opportunity we've been given. We went looking, and boy, did we find out a lot. And (laughs) we've been given the keys to the kingdom, which is our future. And without it, we may go down. We may not be here in a few years. Those are the choices. We need need our people to step up. Need to step up. That's all the time we have for this week's Get Wisdom. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks again. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 